Today, we're talking about the heart and soul of technology. Hi, it's Cheryl Sitz and Mario Rosales. He's on mic today. We're back with another episode of Exploring Possibilities, where we talk about ways that we can transform life from the inside out. Thank you so much for joining us and the time that you spend with us each episode. We really appreciate it. We love that you're telling your friends and our audience is growing. We appreciate that too. And we really appreciate your financial support. Thank you so much for dropping by journeyofpossibilities.com slash support and showing us some love so we can keep doing this for you. And coming up next, Cheryl and Mario Talk Tech. You know, if you're a GoDaddy user, one of the things to keep in mind is that when you cancel that account within 90 days, you lose everything. Email, if you're doing hosting, email through them, your website. So here's a little tip. If you haven't done it already, go ahead and put everything into like a Word document and save it. And if you want to move to another provider, go ahead and give me a call and I can help you rebuild a whole nother website. I use WordPress and that one we can take it anywhere. You don't even have to use my hosting and we can help you out with everything there. Just let me know. Give me a call. Contact me at MarioRosales.com. Well, this is fun, Mario. You're on the mic today. Yes. And I want to add something also. It's like, don't forget to share our podcast also all over the place. Absolutely. I like that. Please. Social media is our friend. Yeah, it's our gift of love here to all of y'all. And we have not gotten a dime from all of this. We love the messages and we love doing this. Uh, Cheryl's an awesome voice. And anyway, enough of that. Well, we've gotten a dime. We can't really say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I I mean that we're not professionally paid. We we have a very professional podcast, and the I, I'm very proud of the work we've done. And we we've been in podcaster world longer than most of the podcasts out there. <laughs> we have since 2011. That's amazing. That's a long time. We're going on 300 episodes. I know. It's I'm so, so awesome. excited. That's and you've done a great on. job with the sound. We come through with really quality sound. And it sounds professionally done, but you're right. And the, the thing that's been important to us is not to sell this podcast. We wanted to make sure we could keep the messages clean, heart-centered, unscripted, and not under the discretion of any sponsor's whims. We want the truth to be told here on this show, and we want to be able to explore all possibilities. So it's really a, a special gift that we're able to bring you, and thank you for supporting us. Hey, I have to say also, I'm very proud that our... Or we even got flagged by YouTube because we talked about CBD oil. <laughs> CBD oil, you're right, we did. <laughs> I couldn't believe that. I opened up and they censored me. I went, well, now I feel like a real person. If you're not censored right now, you're not speaking up, right? Right. And and we got we got it back though. So anyway, we won't go into the logistics. But <laughs> but we're we're that episode is on there. So go to the YouTube channel, uh, Cheryl Sitz. And uh, look it up, and it's a really good podcast. Anyway, I distract. I, I ramble on sometimes. See, this is why I don't get on the mic. <laughs> well, that's okay. We'll bring it back. So sorry we got distracted. We're, we're a little bit that way. Squirrel. But today we felt like bringing a show about technology because, well, truth be told, Mario invested in an Oculus. So we've been having a lot of fun with Oculus. It's a virtual reality headset. And between that and the other things that we become aware of through Mario's passion for technology as a profession, 
I've noticed that technology gets a bad rap a lot, especially in the holistic and spiritual community. It's doing bad things to the the planet. It's doing bad things to the atmosphere. People spend their lives on it and they're melting their minds and just all the junk that you hear about technology. And I felt like I wanted to raise my voice and say, you know what? I am so grateful that we have technology right now for everything going on in the world. And let's just start with the pandemic. If I wasn't able to look at people that I love on Zoom and connect when I was locked down, I would have gone out of my mind even more than I am out of my mind. (laughs) (laughs) So I think it's great that we've had that support. I really do. I agree. You know, the biggest thing that I've noticed about being in technology for, God, how long? 27 years now or 25, 25? It's been a minute. It's been a long time. And I've seen it progress from... From little anchor weighing computers to like the Oculus, which is its own little computer that's wireless and everything. All you do, plug it in, is for power. (laughs) That thing's amazing. You put the headset on and you're in another world. And I know I'm hitting VR late in the game for some people. But you know what? You're never too old to learn new tricks. And I'm having a blast with it. And the reason that we decided to do a podcast about it is because I started to play this game on there. I thought it was a game. It's called Goliath. I'm sure you might have heard about it if you're in the tech world. So we activated Goliath. And then I found out Goliath is one man's creation to share the experience of a schizophrenic mind. It blew me away. And at one point, it was so intense, I had to take the thing off. I I was feeling so emotional because the fragility of the mind became prominent for me. Like, wow, it is such a fragile state that any of us could go into another state of mind. And we don't really understand what people around us are experiencing. To meet somebody at the grocery store and have no idea that their mind is in all those different places and their senses are heightened and they're experiencing the world in a completely different way. And more people now than ever are moving through the world with these kinds of conditions, which the spiritual community says is our senses being all opened, that it's being more sensitive than ever before. It's a higher vibrational state than man is used to being in. Whatever, we don't understand it if we don't have that, right? Yes, I think this is where technology gets a bad rap because everybody talks, well, even me, I talk about being addicted to technology, my tech life balance program I talk about. But you know, the beauty about technology is that it, in a weird way, it has helped us develop all the spirituality that we have now. We, we've been able to get some more time on our lives. And really, we've abused that extra time that we have to do other things. And that's what technology has given us. It's a double-edged sword. It gives us free time, but then it also gives us the challenge of what to do with the free time. And I think that's the very important part about technology. It's like everything. If you use it wrong, it's going to work wrong for you. If you use it good, then it's going to be good for you. And it allows us to come to you with these great shows and to share what has been life-changing journey for Mario and me. As we meet these incredible people, it's like, hey, come on the show, share what you're sharing with us with the world. And it lets us do that. So I would be crazy not to love technology for the way it's allowed me to connect with new teachers and mentors and guides and to bring them to you as well. Technology has been a real gift for that. I think it can be a crutch is kind of what you were saying. Yes. Uh, that, thank you for that terminology like that. It, it can be a crutch because we start relying on things for it. 
And in reality, we need to know for ourselves, like even me, I'm guilty of it. It's like getting attached to my phone. It's like, oh, I'm on on this social media platform, whichever one it is, because there's plenty of them out there. And I get lost in it sometimes. I mean, I'm guilty. It's And nobody is invincible from it. And we just have to recognize it's part of our lives. And yes, there might be some some things that are being fine-tuned, or maybe we are getting manipulated, but that have, that comes back to who is responsible for all this. It's us. And we have to be the ones that speak out on a lot of this stuff. The, the Oculus, I love that Oculus because it creates an environment out of what normal, normal people would be able to do. Like there, there was some uh, video of skydiving. It's like, and some people can't go because they're afraid of heights and they could use that for therapy. There's even, uh, a program out there that you can get uh, and you can use virtual reality goggles and it'll it's therapy through virtual reality and if you look into it a little bit further it's it's uh, it's what's becoming called techno shamanism and shamanism is about the illusion of this world and the illusion of what that is and the oculus or a vir- let me ref- let me refrain from using oculus but just say virtual reality environments allow us to go into another level of our illusion, but also a beneficial level if we decide to use it that way. Of course, games are fun and everything. I love the games, but anyway. <laughs> it's true. It it allows me to have experiences that I may not be able to access. Or if I'm going to go have an experience like that, I can prepare myself for it through a virtual simulation. So there is that. Well, something else that you came up with that inspired me to want to do this show is that thing they're creating that your mind actually, it reads your mind, it reads your thoughts. At, when you first told me about that, I thought it was creepy. And then I went, you know, that's really, it's funny because when I walk out of my house, I am now aware that there are people that can see my aura. There are people that can read my energy. There are people that can see me in past lives. There are people walking around the world today that have their gifts opening more all the time. I can do some of those things. And there are people that can read our thoughts, that can read our minds. There are people that are much more gifted telepathically than others. And so having a game where we realize that if we think it, it happens on the screen might be a great reminder for us that we can walk out of our front door and people can do that to us. (laughs) And we forget that, right? Or that we can do that to people. That's correct. And and to expand a little bit on what you were saying, so this device is an attachment that you can add to your Oculus or even a computer. And you you attach it, and it's just a little circular thing that you put at the back of your mind. I, I mean, back of your head. And they created a little game that you can look, and you think about it, and you can move the man to the left or right without using the keyboard, a joystick, or anything. And he was demonstrating it in the device. If anybody wants to know more about it, it's next, next, N-E-X-T dash mind, M-I-N-D dot com. And the device is still under development, but it's the gentleman, if you do it on YouTube, if you look for that, you'll be able to see how this guy can like move the items and move the little man, even kind of Like he thinks about, okay, I got to move this block out of the way and it moves the block out of the way. It's really cool. Wow. It just shows what we're, I believe that we're capable of doing all these things 
without the help of technology. To me, I see technology as a bridge because, you know, I, we joke among the spiritual community that we have here that, well, you know, if we would just send each other these messages telepathically, we wouldn't need the cell phone or whatever because <laughs> the cell phone isn't working anyway. Well, technology is a great bridge for us to what I believe we're all going to be able to do without it one day. But for now, many of us aren't quite ready for all of that yet, or it can help us refine our abilities if we use it with that intent. It can be our training ground. And, yes. you know, we use technology and we think of hard devices. You know, we use uh, the cell phones, we use the, the computers. But what a lot of people don't realize, when you look at the human body, it's also technology. The the sh- One of the shamans that we went to in Peru, he, he said, you know, the this is ancient technology when we were talking about certain plant medicines that out there. And he said, this is the old technology. And technology, is it's not just the hard stuff that we hear about now. It's our bodies. It's the medicine that goes on right now. It's the vitamins. It's the supplements. They're- Explain what you mean by that. Why are you calling that technology? Because, for example, the in a computer, you create a program and it does something. You're, you're always doing something to the computer. Our body, you could think the supplement, the vitamin or something like that, that's the program. And you, you put it into your mouth and it processes through your computer, sort of like a program processes through the computer. So your body is the computer processing the vitamin. Through so chemistry through rather a, than... Yeah, and it's called a wet technology. There is an actual name. <laughs> of and, course there is. And there, there's a lot of uh, biohackers. You start hearing about that. And when you start hearing about biohackers, those are actual people that are working with their body and integrating some of the hard technology, that uh, like chips that you're hearing about and that kind of stuff. But they're also working on helping you. Okay, well, the nicotine patch is sort of like a technology. It's a little patch that you put on and just, I mean... That type of technology interfacing with our own body. So how can we not see ourselves as, as a technology aspect? So when you're saying, when people are saying technology is bad, it's like, okay, what level are you going here? <laughs> you see, did, did that clear it up? Yeah, I guess I understand where people are concerned that if we continue to, I mean, if you look at what they've done with technology into the landfills and stuff with all this big equipment that people just throw away and... I can see the hazardous side to all of it, but I also see that in many ways, when I was going through my awakening, I found the teachings that I was looking for, the guidance that I was looking for at 2 a.m. searching the internet. And you used to tell me, Cheryl, you need to do a show. You need to put classes out there because people (laughs) search for help at 2 a.m. on their computers. And it's true. I did too. And I found great teachings that way. And so I really want to clarify that for me, it helped me to open my heart. It helps me in the virtual world to experience what someone lives with that has something like schizophrenia, what that must be like. I couldn't do it. I mean, I did it for just that long and it it was, Mm -hmm. I had to take the headset off and sit down. I was emotional. I was physically disoriented. I cannot imagine that as a lifestyle. So it made me more compassionate for my fellow man. I I just think there's a lot of elevated ways that we can use technology and appreciate technology. And a lot of the things that you're talking about, like the recycling and that kind of stuff, with that in mind, the, the problem right now that we're going through is a learning stage. Just like humanity is evolving, 
we're evolving and how can we actually be able to be in harmony with the things? Because when we break it down, as you and I have experienced, everything is energy. So even the computers that are getting thrown away is energy. We just haven't learned how to manipulate that energy or how to work with that energy in a way that it's harmonious to our environment. And I feel that for whatever reason, we're going to such extremes right now. So there is a need for this. So there is, it it seems like even for our own personal growth, we seem to go into the pain. (laughs) We go to the extremes. We learn in the extremes. Yeah, we've talked about that. Yes. So Pachamama, Mother Earth, is going through her pain also. But really, for Pachamama, uh, uh, 20, 30 years is nothing compared to a billion years, you know. So we have those kind of things that we have to deal with, and we just have to be patient, and hopefully we don't kill our own species by not becoming in harmony with, with Earth. Well, we need to become patient, and we need to become more aware, aware of what difference can I make? What can I do different? For me, I it's it's how I recycle because my community it doesn't support it yet. So I go to the extra effort to recycle because it's important to me because I think it's important to the planet. I think if each of us just sits with the question, how can I work in harmony with the planet, with the technology that I use and find solutions that are more harmonious? There was something else that came through to me when I was listening to you a minute ago in the way that technology mirrors our gifts and our talents crystals Mm -hmm. we use crystals and we talk about programming crystals and the wisdom of crystals (laughs) technology is based on the wisdom and programmability of crystals is it not that that is very true and quartz (laughs) crystals are known to conduct electricity so i mean that yes uh, so there is like i always love to talk about this because it's it's technology murder style it's things that we never think about we just take for granted because, like you said, we are not in that awareness. We we don't slow down to really appreciate some of the things, like the computer is made up of a whole bunch of little things that are minerals within our Earth. We just learn how to work with that, once again, the energy of those minerals and change them into a form that helps us. Now, the part that's been that I personally think has been missing is when we figure out that part, how do we integrate it into our environment where it's beneficial to all of us, including Mother Earth or Pachamama, however you want to say it? Well, Mother Earth is one that is often forgotten in mm-hmm. the name of progress. Another one is the low-income families. We still we talk about this because I work yes. with them on a regular basis. They still have a digital divide. And everybody's like, well, they got smartphones. They can make it work. Try writing a research paper on a smartphone. Try applying for jobs on a smartphone. Try typing a resume on a smartphone and getting it to look right. Smartphones are great, but they're not everything. And these people struggle to to keep up in a world that seems to be based around the idea that everybody's got technology now because everybody's got a phone. And the argument to that also is that the, because I am very technology proponent, it's like I, I've been saying a lot about the digital divide in my conversations with this different individuals. What most people don't realize about the digital divide is, yes, we can have certain technologies to certain income levels, but is it the right technology? You you give a perfect example about the phone. The phone is great for mobile mobile computing, but when you get down to it, 
you need at least a monitor or at least a keyboard because I don't know about you guys, but my <laughs> thumbs are pretty big and that little keyboard just, oh, and then let's not even go about autocorrect. <laughs> oh man, that's where technology has not been the best. And on a resume, can you imagine some of the texts I've sent to you on a resume? <laughs> that would not be good. <laughs> so, and sometimes I think we go, go, go blind to all of this because we wind up making an excuse oh well you know they have a cell phone and we don't put ourselves in that situation yes and that's what's missing i I, the this pandemic is showing us all the flaws in our technology aspects in every aspect in in every aspect yeah yes uh but since we're talking about technology i just wanted to point that one uh the the technology Everybody was going, oh, well, you can homeschool and all that. Kind of. And that's great. It's a great solution for technology-wise. Mm-hmm. But let's, we're not talking about the non-technology issues. We're not talking about the families that both parents work or maybe one of them got fired or, or who knows how, how to teach their student when, I mean, who, how, how to teach their son or daughter when they're at home because they're not teachers. I mean, there is a certain skill set to that. Well, and not only are they, okay, yes, the phone can access the internet. Great. But if you don't have high-speed Wi-Fi or you don't have whatever at your house because you can't afford it, you're using your your data plan and, you know, a week into the month, your data plan's up and your phone's dead. Great. <laughs> right. I mean, these are real, real problems for real people. And mm. I came across this statistic in the last month that surprised me. I grew up in Houston, Texas. I'm from California, but I spent most of my childhood in Houston, Texas. Houston, Texas, they're saying now 50% of Houston, Texas is low income, is below poverty. That blew me away. So if we have these big cities that have that much poverty, not to mention anywhere else, so that gives you some big numbers right there. How are they supposed to keep up in this world that's based on everybody has technology, everybody has high-speed internet, everybody has this and that's that comes back to what we talk about the awareness. Yes. It's a good sales pitch. It's like, "Oh yeah, everybody has a cell phone." But how do you use that cell phone? That that's one of the things I like to brag about myself on that. It's when I recommend solutions, I don't look at what technology will fix the problem. I look at what technology will adapt to your situation of what you're doing. And that's I think a key point that's been missing, like for example, uh, Facebook. While however you think about it, it's a great social tool for people that are one uh, not able to afford certain communication tools. So it's a very easy way to do now uh, do communication. But then comes the control issue of all of that, and we're not. This is not a discussion about that, but. <laughs> The, but that comes into, it's still a communication tool to connect families. And whether you like it or not, it's being used by people. And we can't deny those benefits and everything else about it. We just have to move through it and be able to speak up about it and be able to learn how to use those tools, not just say, Oh, let's throw another tool to it. Oh, oh, uh, I don't like what, uh, what uh, this person is doing, so I don't follow them. You or or do that kind of stuff. But you're learning how to use your tool to control your your communication. So 
That's well, and, and I said this was going to be about the heart and soul of technology. I guess this brings us to the real point. Humans are the heart and soul of technology. Yes. Technology can be used just like anything else. And if I approach it with an open heart and so my experience on social media isn't what a lot of people's experience on social media is. I, I love meeting people that are like, you know, I, I get on there and I get so upset. I got to unplug, change your friend list, change what you follow, change what you're putting in so that the, so that it actually helps you feel good. Find a way to work in harmony with technology so that you bring heart to it and it opens your heart further. And what you create is this beautiful synchronicity with it where the heart is opening and the soul is feeling fed. And, and I post uplifting spiritual, cheerful things and I read uplifting spiritual, cheerful things because that's what I need to get through this time. And it makes me a better person. So if, if it's not feeling good to you, change what you're feeding yourself with it, right? Is, I don't know how else that to is, say that. That is correct. Learn how to use the technology where it benefits you. That, that's really what it comes down to. I mean, you and I go through this all the time when we're like looking for something and we want a product and, you know, we know Facebook is like massive marketing, right? I mean, we know that for a fact. I mean, there's no denying it. It might get frustrating or anything. But when it comes to looking for th- things, sometimes, this works better than Google. Next time, if you're looking for <laughs> for whatever, you know, a widget, do a search on Google for widget. I mean, on Facebook for widgets. And then all of a sudden, hey, there's this advertisement <laughs> for this widget. And and all those places you will, you were going to on Google, clicking a link and link after link, Facebook makes it so much easier. It's like, oh, right there, there's an ad. It's like, it all okay, comes it's to It's all you. come to you. Less work for me. <laughs> and then the, how do you get rid of it? Click on there and say, I don't want to see these ads anymore. And when it asks you why, I already purchased this product. And bam, they're gone again. It's just like magic. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> that is using technology. And that's that's what I, what I like to say is very aware. You're, that awareness that we're talking about, that we are aware of what we're being fed. Uh, we are aware of what we have. And let's not just... Be comfortable with the technology. Let's look at it and see, how can I use this technology to help me? Yeah. And have someone in your life that's like, wait a minute, you're going down the rabbit hole again. Do you want me to fish you out or do you want to stay in there for a while? Guilty. (laughs) We do that for each other and I'm glad because it is easy. You can get lost in a million places in technology because, I mean, it's also kind of fun for a while. And then you go, oh my gosh, it's been three days and I'm still in here. (laughs) And and what's that motto? It's like... if it's not on the internet, then it's not real, right? Oh, right. <laughs> yes. The internet has everything, and it's just a matter of how you use it. That That's that one technology. Like Oculus, I, I'd love talking about the Goliath program because that does show. It's an experience I didn't even know about. I mean, I knew and I read about it. I even watched movies about it. But there's nothing like putting a VR headset and being in it being in it and hearing the voice track of the person going through it it's like wow it's like that was pretty powerful and i had an experience where someone close to me was going through a really difficult time and i had talked with that person in the morning and then that night mario and i got together and we we did the oculus thing and i started goliath and i was so raw from that ex- that conversation that morning and that person being in a really fragile state so that when the narrator of Goliath started to talk about 
how how fragile that state is and how how he felt like he was only a moment away from this or that experience. I felt that so keenly. So it, the lines between technology and life can get really fuzzy. But I think that's also where it can be powerful and profound because it gave me kind of an understanding of what that person had been going through that morning mm. at a different level. And it was like, wow, you know, it it really is all such a fragile thing. Yeah. And being in technology, I always hear, well, I don't have time to learn this, time to learn that. But, you know, there's a lot of us out there, like, I, and I'm one of them, that can help you reach out. You know, reach out to me and and ask me about technology. I'm, I love this subject matter, so I, I can talk to you about so many different... I can go on for hours, which we're not going to let this podcast go down. Yeah. But, uh, the, the, but that's the whole thing. There's Because of the internet now, we're all so connected. And it's just a matter of going to YouTube, doing a video, going to Google, do that, or going to DuckDuckGo, if that's the search and you want, whichever way but there's so many ways to go about it facebook is an excellent resource but use the resources don't think you're alone because you're intimidated by technology that technology is only as good as we adapt it to our lifestyle to be and there's so many experts out there that that can help with all of this and some and most of it is free and if you want personalized service you know i i can help with that too and there's Personalized service, even free, that some people do that online with the YouTube videos. It, it's just unlimited. It's well, and I feel like as, as someone with media background, I would be amiss if I didn't talk about the elephant in the room. Yes, a lot of people are upset at the censorship that's ha- that's been happening and how media has been controlling what we know and don't know and the whole agenda right now. The heart and soul of technology is the human. Unplug, turn it off. If it's, if it's not working for you, step away. Use it to your advantage. Don't let it use you. If you need to raise your voice and you can't on one platform, find one that you can. We have a private server for this podcast for one reason. And that reason is it is very important to us to be able to bring you whatever message we feel we want to bring to you, uncensored, unfiltered, un-anything. I don't want it to go away or anything. So we have it on a private server. Control the messages that you're feeding yourself through which channels you choose, what you turn off, when you turn it off. Go to bed without any of that stuff in the room because you don't want any of that in your sleep. Just unplug. It's all, it's all up to us. Just like our gifts, what we turn on, what we turn off, how much we allow the world to see of us, how much we allow the world to get into us, that's all on us. So yes, there is a lot of heart and soul to be found in technology, but at the end of the day, the heart and soul of technology is the user. And how we, how we actually work with that is very simple. We have to slow down. We have to take an initiative. And, and the slowdown doesn't have to be that you're going to be like, an hour late or something. It's as simple as taking three very deep breaths. And we've learned this. We, we've, we've been practicing every time when we're uh, out of alignment in ourselves. We feel something weird is what that means in my definition. And we stop. We, Cheryl sometimes tells me and sometimes I tell Cheryl and 
sometimes I tell myself this, and we just stop, take very three deep breaths in and all the way in, and then all the way out until you can't uh, exhale anymore, and then do it two more times, and you'll be surprised how much you can slow down and look at your situation, and you'll see it very different. So I'm doing that while he's talking about it. It's a great reminder, right? Because we all forget to breathe. <laughs> we breathe all the time, but how much do we consciously breathe? So whenever anybody mentions the breath, including me, it's like, okay, there's, that's my cue. Consciously breathing in and out slowly, letting it all go, getting centered once again. That is how to stay in the heart and soul of technology. Thank you for that, Mario. And thank you for joining us today. This was on a whim. We wanted to talk about the amazing things that technology is doing for us and that we can learn from it and we can teach it. It's it's a fun little rhythm we've got going there. Yes, it is. Symbiosis. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for joining us. Please tell your friends about our show. We have more great guests coming up soon, so you won't want to miss that. And let us hear from you. Tell us what you think and show us a little love at journeyofpossibilities.com slash support. Mario, thanks for being on the mic today. This was fun. It's been fun. <laughs> and it's, we talked about my favorite subject. I know. <laughs> All right. Well, we look forward to hearing from you and join us next time on Exploring Possibilities. <laughs>